Good evening, guys, gals, and unbinary pals. Guess what, baby? We've been uncancelled! Woo! <laughs> I'm Saverin. I'm Fuzzwolf. And I'm Shiva. And we're not dead. It's been a month and a half since we were able to sit down and record together, but here we are once again. We just won't go away or shut up. Welcome to Southpaw's episode... 493. The Healing Power of Incest. Yeah, sometimes keeping it in the fictional family, but not like in real life, because eh. that's gross. Yeah, but like in in comics and stuff, it can be fine. It's hot when it's someone else's family. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, why do you think that the 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 straights like it so much? Because it's taboo. But anyways, hey, we're back. <laughs> um, that was Fuzz's idea for an episode title, so you can always blame him. At yay, we can. Uh, we'll explain it later. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's been, uh, it is now July 8th. We're recording at Shiva's place. We've gotten our act back together. I'm. It's a Thursday where I'm not out of town or tired. You're not sick. Shiva's not on call. Like, everything yeah. finally slotted together that we could sit down and talk together. Yep. Because, like, we've, we've hung out and we've mm-hmm. chatted, but we've not been able to sit down and record. Shit been like, crazy. We did hookah last night. And had yeah. a nice conversation, but it wasn't like, oh, we're going to set up a record at the hookah bar. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's okay, Saverin. You can filter out the oonts oonts music in the background and yeah. post, right? That's and totally all the, doable. The times when the like the coal guy would the come. coal guy or the because only like one or two. I want to call him like the host. Probably would be a good term. Sure, comes by with like, here's your food, or here's your bottle of water, here's some more coals, because. <laughs> in the evenings prior to them like the dj arriving it's just like one dude or one lady yeah super quiet it's you know it's nice their food's good yeah like let's see like i got into container gardening over the intervening month and a half and my plants are doing well i had my birthday i went to the fort worth zoo with that's great that that wasn't canceled due to covid you still had a birthday yeah i know i'm i'm 37 for the second time because right. last year doesn't count. Right. That's such a busy day. Because your birthday is also Noxie's birthday, is also Kadistra's birthday, and there's like two other further locals that all yeah. have a birthday. Like all that around night. that yep. same... No, on that exact day. Yeah, well then, like, Jedar's was the day after. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, like a lot of locals got born in late June, but that Thursday I ended up helping my parents up at Weatherford um when we went and got cracker barrel it was really tasty um and then saturday that was that means you were conceived in october let's have a long detailed discussion because i know your mom listens to this podcast let's not (laughs) (laughs) like i do actually know the details around that and like my conception was quite accidental Mm -hmm. but i'm still here so honestly most of them are um, well, you know, I know some people go out and they're like, we're trying for a baby, which translates to I'm really into cream pies. Yeah, it's the like, <laughs> oh, God, those fucking straight people shirts that are like turkey in the oven. I put it in her. Yeah. And then there's the furries that took the like very the- literals like like I'm full of cum and then I'm cummed in them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, God. Um, but no, the Fort Worth Zoo's really nice. I hadn't been in like a decade. I wanted to go. It was just between being on call and being hot. Yeah. We made sure we had, like, I very much went to, to con mom mode and was like, all right, I brought sunscreen. I bought bug spray. Everybody got a hat and a water bottle. Mm-hmm. Like, you can bring shit in. They don't care. So we had our water bottles and, oh, good, good. Like, snacks if Ajax got too hangry. 
Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean, because I've seen like you're allowed to like bring in coolers to feed your kids. To yeah, sit down, they don't care. Picnic. It's nice. Um, we got to see all the the monkeys. I got to feed a giraffe lettuce. Like it was. You were just, like, let us feed you. Yep, and they were just like tongue. Oh, God, those things! They're so tall and lanky, and their tongues are so long, and they wrap it around the and lettuce very and crunch. Blue. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's really cool. Like, and it's a hell of a racket because it's like it's six dollars for a bunch of like four leaves of lettuce. Yeah, yeah. And like they have the little bird aviary where you can buy oh, the, seeds the on a stick feet. and. The seeds, the birds are like eating our full fill, but you still paid us a dollar for this stick of seeds. I know the lorikeets seem to have an unending appetite for those sticks. There's, they're doing this major renovation. So, like the Asian Falls area and the African animal, African savanna section, is not active right now. They don't have the animals out because uh, they're doing a complete biome renovation for them. And that's really cool. But, like, they'd finished the African, like, the other African savanna with, like, the giraffes and stuff and some of the hoofers, and that was available. But, like, it was probably about 20% of the zoo you couldn't go to, but the rest of it was available. Well, why, oh, we're, because they were working on Yeah, they stuff. just, they shifted the animals to other zoological parks while they're rebuilding. Because, like, previously that section of the zoo was literally just... Here's a hill that we denuded of all trees, and this is where, like, the lions are chilling, and the antelopes, and gazelles, and the zebras are just, like, on a hill. And so they're going back and doing more accurate biomes, I guess, for them. Yeah. Um, And they're adding, like, African wild dogs, and hyenas, and various other critters, but they're not going to be done until, like, 2023. Yeah. Well, I mean, hyenas have a long gestation period. Yeah. We're waking the hyenas as fast as we can. Yep. They... Just take a long time to craft. Yeah. They 3D print them. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's that really high quality stuff. It takes forever. All the polygons, all that fur. Yeah, they got to hand paint and texture them afterwards. And then they pour a little bit of magic and they come to life. You look too hard at a hyena and your frame rate drops because all the fur effects. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Other spots and stripes and ah, And they got the, the big, like, spine mane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing that I'm going to upgrade added my eyes to 4K though is that they combined the herpetarium and the aquarium into one like really big new modern building that wasn't there when I last went. Oh. And it's all really cool, so you get like right up close with all the various critters and snakes and frogs and bugs and etc. It's it's cool. It's a really high quality thing. The Texas Wild Exhibit is all like hey, we've got all these critters that live in Texas. Check this shit out. And they have, like, coyotes, red wolves, and otters, and alligators, and mountain lions. Like, it's a full, like, section by section. It's like, the hill country has, like, oh, the hill country is where we have the mountain lions because they live out there. And Right, yeah. Um, we got bighorn sheep up on the northwest edge of the state near cool. Mexico and shit. And so, it's and really cool. I guess cool. there's, like, snacks and lizards in and the bats. desert part. They oh, do yeah, have bats. swift foxes. And turkeys and prairie dogs. Mm. It's all very cool. Like, the Fort Worth Zoo is, like, night and day a million times better than the Dallas Zoo. Mm. Because, like, Keo and Ajax had only ever been, I think, to the Dallas Zoo. And right. so they were very skeptical about why I was so intrigued, why I wanted to go to the Fort Worth Zoo. Right. And they were like, oh, shit, no, I totally understand why now. Wow, um, I didn't know it was that stark a difference. Yeah. It's just that I think Dallas established their zoo later than mm-hmm. Fort Worth's, and Fort Worth's was like, 
we built it along this wooden hillside and it was all like built into the local environment whereas dallas were like we bought up a neighborhood and imminent domained it and so it's like a grid layout oh you know whatever mm-hmm. i just the, the fort was used really good and i hadn't been in 10 years so i would do that for my birthday and it was nice yeah that's cool um but between the gardening and the trip like there's really not been a lot super going on in the world of Saverin over the intervening six weeks like that i can talk about mm. you know just living life and you can see my tweets about gardening and adam and various video games mm-hmm. like yeah. I, I played through the five games of the original halo trilogy you know much like the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy yeah the fifth book in the increasingly inaccurately named hitchhiker's guide trilogy yes how have you been doing fuzz uh so what i gotta cover a month here? well i mean you've been <laughs> you've been doing new books you got stuff coming up right yeah i could i could talk a little bit uh, talk um, about anthrocon right okay so um anthrocon line happened last weekend um ajax and i had uh i guess donated but we'd registered um and they they actually they send us uh they sent us t-shirts and badges and the badge says benefactor on it as opposed to like sponsor or you know member or attendee or whatever which you know like yeah we paid anthrocon for a year they were doing an online thing because you know Cons are fucked right now. Um, if you can spare any dosh, support your local con or con you're really into, because they all need the help. And like Anthrocon Online was free. Like anyone could could uh, go to their VR world, tune into their Twitch or YouTube. I don't, I yeah. forget what channel it was. And they were they were streaming stuff, panels and stuff all weekend. I actually, funny enough, did not actually watch any of it, but some of it is like recorded. Yeah, and up they on did the a site, three-hour writing panel that was pretty cool because, like, writing one hundred and one, writing one hundred and two, writing one hundred and three. Oh, nice! Where it's like they went through from like absolute beginner to you know beginning intermediate type stuff. And right? Like, yeah, that's cool. Very cool. Yeah, I know there was a bunch of writing panels because uh, um, one of the chats I'm in, people were talking about doing panels, and um, some people would pre-record them, some people would do them at the time. Anthrocon put out this kind of cool trailer that was like they had all. A group of them had gone out to Pittsburgh to the convention center and actually filmed a bunch of stuff before the weekend. So, like, Pepper had two or three concerts that they filmed under the bridge Uh area right outside the convention center. And it was just kind of really cool to, like, see furries in that area you know like we're still occupying the space if only virtually yeah yeah and and they were there in the the earl you know like a couple weeks ago but like boozy was out there and he had done like uh he'd recorded a bunch of panels and stuff like that so it was really cool i didn't do a whole lot for it i did do a sale on for planet and bad dog books for like 15 percent off and we got quite a few sales over the weekend just by pushing that on twitter so that was good. We also released um, Cinder Frost issue four came out. Uh, Democure, the artist, had retweeted it, and uh, we restocked on Tidal Wave as well. So that's doing really well. But we've actually got—I've got a bunch of stuff that like I'm waiting on the proof for, and I've got a bunch of other stuff that I need to do the layouts for. So like I'm hoping to have some actual new products out for Siesta when that rolls around that's next only month. Fifty days. 
Yeah, so it's, it's yeah, it's the end of August, yeah. right? Yeah, I, like I know it's fifty week. days because they put the tweet out today that was like, "Here's the information. Yep. It's coming soon. Our real life in person convention. Holy shit!" Yep. So big announcement. I'll be dealing for the first <laughs> time in well over a year. You'll be helping yep. me, and uh, yeah, we'll be in the dealer's room at Furry Siesta in um, late August. I think my parents are too, and yeah, they're on the list because uh, of uh, Furry Siesta posted the uh the list of dealers okay cool. and um yep we're all on there we were talking about that and like we don't know what to expect you know yeah because like some other folks i know have been going to different uh different cons that are coming up like this weekend and they're like attendance is kind of depressed and people aren't spending a lot of money but then at the same time it's like we're dallas fort worth has a very large furry community because such a large area and there was no furry fiesta in 2021. Mm-hmm. So this is our first local con since furry fiesta 2020, well over a year and a half. So we're looking like 18 months between cons. Right. So it's like, is it going to be the same size or smaller than the last siesta because people are gun shy about going to a con? Or is it going to fucking explode? Yeah. Is it's... it going to be like a two and a half thousand person thing? Uh, how how many was it 700 and something yeah it was like 750 last last time it ran yeah so it'll either hold steady or it'll blow up and i my feeling is kind of depending on how confident people are feeling and like furries are mostly pretty leftist to liberal so i think the furry vaccination rate is probably higher than the general population provided you can get access to it i would hope so um which here in texas we can so while texas's vaccination rate is lower than the target goal that a lot of other states are are making i think the furry community is pretty good about that shit so, so, you know, um, Sarah and I are still going to wear masks as yep. dealers because we're going to come into contact with All a of ton fuckers. of people. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm kind of hoping that most of the dealers, you know, I'll stock up on more uh, hand sanitizer yep. uh, before then. Um, and encourage people to pay with card or contactless. Yeah. You know, we have the little square pucks where you could do contactless, where you could just wave your phone or your watch or something. And it works with all of those and all the NFC type ones. A lot of credit cards now since COVID, like I had at least three of my credit cards reissued because they added an NFC chip to them. Hmm. So like my visa from my regular bank has an NFC chip. So I could just go boop yep. with the card and my it works. regular S bank card kind of had the same thing happen. Yeah, and I was like, it's kind of cool that they reacted like that. They're like, well, let's slap this in here because it's just as secure as the chip, and you don't have to have physical contact. I like paying with uh, my watch. You know, even though Apple Watches have been around for a while, it blows people's minds whenever you do that. Yeah, yeah, like they're becoming more common paying with phones and watches, but it still does surprise yeah, because I did that people. today when I was picking up Whataburger for Panther and I at lunch, and yeah. the, the, the gal at the cashier hadn't seen it before. She yeah. was like, oh, that's so cool. I was like, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. And what's also nice about like most Apple products mm-hmm. is that they have physical buttons that cannot be spoofed. Yeah. Like, you have to double-click a physical button on your phone to activate Apple Pay. You have to double-click a physical button on your watch. You have to touch ID. 
on, on laptop. your laptop. Yep. So hmm. like you can't spoof Apple Pay nearly as easily as you might with other things. Mm-hmm. So that's a nice feature. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to Siesta, but yeah, I'm a little like curious as to how how packed it's going to get. Yeah, I was also going to say dealers should carry hand sanitizer to a con anyway because cash is filthy. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like I like to regularly sanitize my hands when I'm working behind a table, especially like you know, oh god, it's time to eat. Let me quickly grab something, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna sanitize my hands before I put this food in my mouth because. You know? Cash is gross. What's yep. nice is that you can at least get your hands on the large, like, pump bottles of the proper gel hand sanitizer again. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not that liquidy, like, it was vodka, but not anymore. Right, yeah. Now it's just alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's good that they were able to pivot during the main thrust of the pandemic, because it's not over yet. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not over in the U.S., and it's not over in the rest of the world, really. No, it's not. Um, It's not over here, and it's fucking awful in other parts of the world like brazil yeah uh, a lot of africa india what they consider the global south is just sort of like all the all the western countries are like yeah shit's getting better uh, and i literally overheard somebody the other day talking about how the pandemic's over and i'm like pandemic's not over bitch like like we're only at like a 43 percent vaccination rate in texas the delta variant is is making its way around and it's more infectious and like you know i read that people that aren't vaccinated are in more danger now than they were a year ago when nobody had vaccinations yeah just because the new variants spread faster and Mm -hmm. often hit harder and it's like i know at least i'm vaccinated that if i get covid i may get really sick but i probably won't die and I probably won't have to go to the hospital. There's a much higher chance of me not having to go to the hospital now. Yeah. Whereas before I would have been like, I will fucking die or lose a lung or something. Or two lungs. Yeah. Uh, I, which, I mean, not even joking, that one poor nurse had a double lung transplant. You yep. got that trashed? Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't heard about that. Like, there's Yeah, some she was a photos. nurse who was taking care of COVID patients. She eventually got COVID and she got the long hall covid kind and it destroyed both her lungs transplanted both her lungs and she got and then she was of course cared for by her colleagues that had been working alongside her six months later she got to leave the hospital under her own power god and that's a happy story because she didn't die because there's so many other healthcare professionals who who died on the job taking care of people before we even knew what the fuck this was yeah, there's like these side by side, like CAT scans slash X rays or whatever people's lungs, where it's like normal lungs, twenty year smokers' lungs, COVID lungs, and like the COVID lungs are like ten times worse than twenty year smoker lungs. It's oh fucking God. awful. Yeah. Um. And like, so again, like we'll probably be okay. Like I'm not looking forward to possibly getting con crud, but I'm gonna mask and keep sanitized as best i can yeah and we've been beating that drum for a year now but i'm honestly like you know what just wear a mask at cons because you know we've all gotten con crud at various times it sucks i got deathly ill last year at further confusion tieran got ill at mff further confusion and furry fiesta 
And it was either he got sick three different times or it just hung around that long. We don't yeah. know. What's also nice is that, like, a lot of places, a lot of stores are, like, clearancing their masks. So you can get some cute designs for real cheap. Oh, okay. I got a couple of designs. They're, like, three bucks. I got some witchy design ones at the Hot Topic at Grapevine Mills. But they have, like, yeah. some dude weed Lamau ones fucking at, like, Spencer's and whatever. Because... Ajax and I, on the 4th, or the 3rd, we were doing the Pokemon Go Community Day. Yeah, the day then you went to Heart 8. Yeah. Right. Um, And then, so, like, we we did some, you know, gay shopping, and Ajax had his con badge on. He was like, I'm treating this like a con, so I'm buying shit. He did. Um, But I was able to get, you know, some cute badges. And I fully expect that artists are going to continue to carry the mask design that they Mm -hmm. got made this year. Yeah. Like, there's no reason for them not to. And, Mm -hmm. like... I know at Fiesta 2020, there was only like one or two people that were selling masks at the time. And yeah. I had one and I didn't catch any con credit tw- at Fiesta 2020. So I Woo. bet that everybody's going to have masks going forward. At least a yeah. lot of people that deal with like clothing and physical goods. I found the ones that I really prefer though are unfortunately not the same type that get printed and sold like that. Although I could wear one over it. I really like the ones that are like... They're sort of 3D printed, but not really. The ones that, like, poke out uh-huh. so that there's, like, a space between your mouth and the end of the mask. Because if you're, like, panting and breathing heavy and you're just wearing, like, like a regular mask over your face, you you start sucking it into your mouth, you know, mm-hmm. if it's one of the, the form-fitting ones. But I've got these, like, N95s now that fold in half, and then you you unfold them in it, and it keeps it and i notice when i'm wearing it it almost looks like a dog muzzle because it goes that, that out conical ones the what that almost conical yes yeah mm-hmm. and uh because i was wearing one today and like it looks like a dog muzzle and i'm like i guess i could put one of the loose cloth ones over top of it if i wanted to fancy it up a bit because they're plain black but i really prefer those because it doesn't make it doesn't activate my panic response of not being able to breathe because i've got fabric right against my nose and mouth Mostly it's like after you wear it for a while, it, the inside gets wet and then rubs against your face and lips and yeah, and it starts con, feeling chafing. Yeah, and at a con, you're already running around and sweating and, you know, depends how good the AC is in the dealer's room and, or whatnot on what con you're at. But uh, <laughs> I'm tentatively looking forward to Siesta being my first con and being like, okay, how is this going to go? You know, and like I said, I've got some new shit. I'm hoping to sell some stuff. I do have to say thank you very much to everyone who's been ordering stuff from me online because we've still been doing our quarterly royalties. We've been paying our authors and artists for all of our sales. And yeah, (coughs) sales took a hit because half of the stuff we sell, we sell at conventions. But the the online did pick up a little bit and make up part of that. So we're we're fine. We're trying to make sure that all of our authors and artists are keeping their heads above water. But you know, that's a big deal. Like people have been ordering from the website and I appreciate that. What was the other thing I was gonna Oh, um I was gonna mention here local local things. So I've started going into the office again two days a week because they really wanted us to do that. And I've been taking DART, uh, which is our light rail and bus system. So I take the train to work and each train car now has a little hand sanitizer thing mounted on the wall. Mm -hmm. And they also have a little box of masks. 
And it says, you know, if you need one, take one. And they're all individually wrapped. So you don't have to worry about someone sticking their infected hands into this box or whatever. Hmm. You know, you just pull out this individually wrapped paper mask and throw it on. So like, that might, things like that, if that's becoming more common in other cities, that might also be why some of the masks are going on clearance and stuff. Because if the government makes those available to people, then people don't have to go out and spend money on masks but i was very happy to see that and they're also making announcements on dart now where they've updated it to be like you know wear a mask distance as much as you can don't be a dick so that that was nice to see and um also it's i guess a lot of people are still not going into offices downtown because ridership on dart has dropped drastically like I mean, I was always able to find a seat on on the line that I take, but they were all full. But now it's like there's so many empty seats now. There's barely anybody there, which mm. which does make me feel okay on a safeness level, you know. Yeah, I mean, Panther's still not in office, so that's fine. Yeah, so that's that's good stuff. So speaking though, people being dicks. This is related to people being dicks about masks. Yeah. The FAA has fined a Utah airline passenger over $10,000 for being a dick to a uh, stewardess uh-huh. to the point that she cried over wearing a mask. The FAA does not fuck around when it comes to their mask mandate. And as such, there was this one dude that was nose dicking and got, into, got like really mean towards the stewardess to the point like she filed a complaint and the dude got fined ten grand. Awesome. For being I mean, a not that she was bullied, but did, awesome that there's consequences. Did you read further down in the article when they said that like a, they fined like hundred nineteen thousand dollars worth of yeah, and some of the things that people have done to earn those fucking crimes? Like they the FAA, the whole airport thing, airport and TSA. Yeah. You actually had an anecdote um, about mm-hmm. Ursula Vernon. And her Nebula Award. Oh, that was from years ago. But still, it's, but, it's like the TSA and yeah. the FAA do not fuck around. You right, can't yeah. fuck around at the airport or in the air. So I, I will tell the anecdote briefly mm-hmm. if you want. Yeah. It was on a, um, the she appeared on the Ditch Diggers podcast with Mer Lafferty. And uh, Mer was asking her, oh, um, that's something I can announce, actually. Um, a Wizard's Guide to Defensive Baking has now won the Locus Award for Young Adult Fiction, and the Nebula Award for Young Adult Fiction. Oh, wow. And it is nominated for the Not Quite a Hugo, but really it's a Hugo Award for Young Adult Fiction called the Lodestar Award. We won't know if, if she gets that until, it, if the book wins that category until December when Worldcon happened, but happens. But she might get like the Triple Crown of ya awards for this book which would be amazing she she was talking about uh, previously she won a nebula for i think a short story if i recall correctly and the nebula is this this lucite um tower basically that is clear and it has planets and galaxies and stuff embedded in it that looks super cool and of course the people at the ceremony told her don't put this in your checked luggage because they've been known to be broken. Put this in your carry-on. And she's like, okay. So she puts it in her carry-on. It's heavy as shit. And when it goes through the scanner, she says it, the scanner did this weird thing that she'd never seen before. The scanner turned 
like 90 degrees and fired her bag out of it like shoom it went like red alert right and all of a sudden like four tsa agents are there on the scene like whose whose bag is this and then she has the thought oh they saw a solid brick with bits inside it they probably thought i had a brick of c4 so she's like no 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 it's it's an award here, I'll open it. You can look at it. So they're all looking at the Nebula Award. and they're, <coughs> You know, they've never seen one before. And they're like, well, I, I guess you can take this on the plane. It's, I don't see anything wrong with it. So like three of them are kind of like that. And they're packing it back up into fourth TSA agents. Like, congratulations on the award. <laughs> <laughs> There's just this cute moment of like, oh. It's like, oh, you're not a terrorist, but also congratulations. Right. Oh, you're not a terrorist, you're just a writer. sped up the bag. (laughs) Yeah, like, you're red alert. Red alert. (laughs) And like, that, um, I think that happened to her coming home from Iceland as well, because that was an international flight. That was um, another Worldcon, right? Worldcon was in Norway? Finland or Norway? One of the Nordic countries. Yeah, yeah. And they had stopped to Iceland on the way there. Uh, And then they'd gone on to... It was Finland, I believe. So she won a Hugo Award that year. And so, you know, and the the Hugo Awards are are always rocket-themed. There's the Hugo Rocket, Mm -hmm. and it's mostly the same from year to year. But the base is always, like, custom and, like, a really big deal. And they get, like, a a well-known sculptor to create it and stuff like that so you know she's she's going on the plane with this thing that basically looks like a missile uh, <laughs> or a very large bullet and uh you know and then has to explain to them that it's a writing award <laughs> and i you know that's not too common yeah you know? i mean unless so, you're a sci-fi nerd you probably haven't heard of the yugo so right yeah like the sci-fi nerds all know what it is um so this is uh i'm gonna share another story not from an author I've published, but uh, from an author whose work I follow, who, uh, she lives in, in South Africa, uh, Lauren Bukas. And so you, you may have seen in the news or read in articles that uh, Johannesburg, Joburg, can be kind of a high, high crime city mm-hmm. in some places, mm-hmm. but it, it's also very cosmopolitan in other ways. So she tweeted, this was like a couple years ago, I had the full Joburg experience tonight. I went and accepted this award for writing, and then I got mugged. And she was tweeting that from a friend's cell phone because they took her cell phone. They did not take the award, though. So, you know, she still had her literary award. And it was just like, damn, Lauren, are you okay? You know, she was fine, just shaking up. But kind of a, a day of contrasts for her there. So, right. So if in Johannesburg, don't go alone <laughs> anywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's probably it's probably like here. It's very dependent on neighborhood and stuff like that. But, you know, she lives in Cape Town. So when I go out of town, I don't know where the, the places are to avoid. You know, mm-hmm. it could happen to anybody. It just happened to happen on a night when she was being honored for her um, writing. She's a uh, sci-fi author also and uh, definitely mm-hmm. worth checking out. Zoo City is uh, is one of her early books. I think it was her second novel. That's what got me into her stuff. That That is 
I don't want to say furry adjacent, but it does have animals in it that have like a bond with their humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a, it's a very cool, neat, near future dystopia kind of, kind of novel. Uh, but it also has like, like, like magic and stuff like that in it. It's, uh, it's really cool. So, hmm. uh, check it out. That's my book recommendation for a book <laughs> I didn't publish this week. <laughs> So how have you been doing, Shiva? I mean, I know you've been incredibly busy. Work, Working, work, work. Lots of work. It's actually, it's starting to get more sane. Like, I'm actually mostly logging off on time, which is nice. Um, Sarah, Makes like you, has been going back in the office, but mm-hmm. he goes in three days a week, so. Yeah, see, I was already on the, the partial program where it was 3-2, but I think everyone else that had been in the office full-time, they've got going in three days a week and working at home two days a week, and they're eventually going to transition that down to one day a week, which blows. We're, let's see, so we planted a tree, fairly large tree, as things go, in the backyard to replace all the other trees that we've lost in the past two years. Because we moved in and there were all these lovely... Our, our backyard was so shaded and had lovely trees. And since 2016, we've lost three of them. The two closest to the house and this big, beautiful maple. What we didn't know when we moved in is that the maple was rotting at its heart and dying. And the two ones closer to the house had fungus. And one died last spring, and the other one was definitely unhappy. But we had given it, like, a fungicide treatment, and, you know, it looked like it was holding steady. And then we had one of those hellacious windstorms, like, and I don't know if it just got weakened or what, but it broke its root ball, and it started tilting over towards the house. So Glass came over with his chainsaw, and we took it apart. (laughs) That was fun, but... You know, it takes so long to grow a tree. Mm. We spent some extra money to get the largest tree that we could fit through the back gate without having to take down the fence. Mm. And because to get anything wider, uh, we'd have to take a panel of fence down for them to bring in heavy machinery. So that was, we just got one that would fit through a fence. But you guys came out, dug a hole, stuck a tree in, set up all nice, nice. Now we got a tree. Uh, we actually bought that Memorial Day weekend, and it didn't get planted till like last week. It was they were that backed up after. Uh, apparently, Memorial Day is tax free weekend if you're buying trees in te- in Texas. I don't know why. What? Okay. Yeah, huh. it's tax. If you go to buy a tree, it's tax free weekend is Memorial Day. I want to make a really over the top commercial. They're like trees, trees, trees. Whatever you want, we got them. And Get come there. down to Crazy Mike's House of Trees. We were going to call it House of Leaves, but that's copyrighted by the author that wrote that book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. When I I went out and I visited my dad, so me and Siam drove twenty hours out to Virginia to visit my dad and my sister and her kids, and then we drove twenty hours back because that takes a lot of time. Um, but it's basically Anthragon and back. We were out there for just shy of a week, not counting the drive time, and. Didn't do much. Mostly just hung around and visited people. Didn't really go out or do anything because, you know, COVID. Uh, We went to the store like once to pick up stuff. And then we just kind of hung, you know, sat real tight. Didn't go anywhere or do anything. But got to see my family for the first time in a year and a half. That was really nice. (sighs) I hate that drive. It's so long. And like Saverin, I planted 
a container garden this spring and I had all these lovely tomatoes. We probably commented on them because I had like a screen of like green blocking out from the rest of the yard. And yeah, I got back from Memorial Day and Texas had been getting rain. We had gotten like a solid month of rain, nothing but rain and poor tomato plants that I planted like back in March and we're doing so great we're not looking very happy yeah because of root rot because so much fucking rain they never dried out and they just rotted so we got back and we took the ones that were looking the the least happy and punched a bunch of holes in the bottom of the pot and elevate them to make sure that the water can just come on out not just sit and pool in the bottom and about that time we started to notice something funny we had a ton of flowers there were so many tomatoes coming in like bunches and bunches of bunches of cherry tomatoes because that's what most of it was and it was looking so beautiful and we were all starting to rub our hands together going oh they're coming in so nice soon we'll have so many cherry tomatoes and then noticed that you know some of the branches were breaking it's like oh well that's sad must be just too much weight. So we kind of cleaned it up. And every morning, you know, every day I'd go out because I usually like hookah once in the afternoon. So that involves usually about two o'clock. I'll start a hookah, which it means I have to put on coals to light outside. So I, I really thought you were going to say that means I have to put on clothes to go outside. <laughs> no, I got roommates. I put on clothes when I get up. I was going to say, like, it, it is her backyard i mean no one's gonna see yeah and so put on coals so usually set up the bowl and then before the coals are done lighting i go outside turn over the ones that i have and check the plants see if they need water see if they you know anything would go out so as far as my routine i just check the garden usually in the afternoon see if anybody needs a drink and i just kept finding more and more broken branches it's like fuck it so i go out to the the, the store and i buy all these steaks all these steaks, just tons and tons of things for tomato plants. And me as I am talking ribeye, or... <laughs> no, like green plastic ones. Oh, so Those and then fun. It, it was one of the hotter days since. And me and Siam spent it was one of the days it was nearly hundred at, and we spent a couple hours in the backyard putting stakes in the pots and tying plants to them and trimming them up and cleaning them up and doing everything because god damn it we're not going to lose any more fucking tomatoes well next morning come out there's more broken branches it's like huh well and then as the days go on i'm trying to figure out what the fuck is going on and i start to realizing there are branches that are sagging and broken that are already wait they're hung up but they're still snapped then i realized after the the damage started getting lower and lower and we saw like half of the major stems just kind of look like they're kind of split. And I realized they're not splitting. Little fuckers are eating the tomato plant. And sure enough, on some of the actual fruit, we found something chewing on them. And we've had a problem in the past year with rats. But the rats would sometimes get into the tomatoes and, you know, destroy the tomatoes. Okay. Um, and we've lost some. But the little fuckers were eating the goddamn plants. And not a lot. They were just scything through. Yeah, they ate the regular tomatoes and the ones that were ripening. But they were just destroying the actual plants themselves. I'm like, why the fuck are you eating the tomato vines? So we went out. And we got a bunch of rat traps. We set them. And we got four. We set them out that night. And the first night, we got, like, uh, three of them. The next night, we got two. And we, we've gone through and, and 
we have caught a grand total of eight rats. Oh, hang on. Retroactive content warning for any rat furries who may be listening. So uh, most of them were young babies. Unfortunately, I think that they were a little smaller than the one that bit you. Um, But we did get one massive fucker. It was a boy, so it wasn't mama. It's really easy to tell that they're boy because rats like mice show the goods like wow yeah big old balls yeah (laughs) so we got a big male and a whole bunch of what i think were babies did not catch mama but we haven't had anything more taken out of the traps recently nothing set them off no bait has gone missing and i haven't found any more fucking damage in my plants but i mean i could have poisoned them but then they get sick and predators eat them and the predators get sick from the poison. So I wasn't going to poison any other critter. I just wanted to get rid of the fucking rats. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did. I got like chemical deterrence because apparently they hate the smell of mint. So you get like these mint oil pellets and they didn't care. They kept destroying my fucking plants. So finally it's like, okay. So when we started baiting them, I had a whole bunch of cherry tomatoes that they had knocked down and, you know, everything else. So they were ripening on the counter in here. So I diced one up and I put them in the trap and they went to eat more fucking tomatoes and they got snapped. I got got. Oh. Snapped like Thanos. With my gardening, I've only produced one pepper total so far um after having like i mean nothing has gotten to harvest yet so you know one pepper is actually fine because my carrots and onions and yams are at least a month away but yeah like what happened with us is like in this intervening time we ordered some yams from amazon fresh i just hadn't gotten around to eating them yet and we had an onion that kind of done the same thing and then we noticed we had a red onion that had started dividing like it hadn't sent a sprout out through the base but when we cut it open it had started dividing like a cell Mm -hmm. so i was like oh well this other one though we can still plant it so i ended up planting that and then i started watching a youtube series called self-sufficient me and it's this australian (laughs) dude Mm -hmm. who's in like i think new south wales so more or less analogous to texas's environment yeah uh where i was in new south wells it was very close to texas temperatures at least this area and so this dude has large container gardens that he maintains on his property and he does very charming like 15 minute videos on how to do a thing like how to set up a bed raised bed how to here's my five tips for doing sweet potatoes here's my five tips for doing ginger um and like videos on hey, here's five tips on like what happens when you plant kitchen cuttings in the garden. Like they had the butt of a, of a, a lettuce plant and some various other bits and bobs, like a potato that went green on them. And they, he plants them and then shows videos like, you can totally do this. Like he turned the base of a head of cabbage into three heads of cabbage with some little ones beneath it. And he took some celery and it like, well, it didn't super kick off. Like it was some celery that he grew from celery that he got from the grocery store, ate the celery stalks, and then planted the butt. The carrots didn't take and the tomato didn't take, but a couple other things did. And he was like, you can totally do this. He turned a green to- a green potato into like 12 potatoes, just planting it. Fun thing about tomatoes. Um, so I didn't understand this until I did a lot more research before this is that whenever you get a tomato it says stick it into the ground up to the first leaf and i'm like but i mean that's a and what i found out is like anywhere soil touches a tomato plant it'll start putting out roots uh-huh. so when you dig and plant them a lot deeper than you thought that you would 
because, well, it'll put out extra roots that way. And one thing that I had read is, like, you can take clippings from a tomato plant and just stick them in the soil. And they'll grow. So I took, like, one of the snap limbs out there, trimmed up the end, dug a hole in a pot, stuck it in there, and it kind of drooped. And it's like, ah. Well, I guess you're dead. And then I went out there the other day, didn't bother pulling it out, and I realized <laughs> it had perked up and now it's growing. So I managed to propagate my cherry tomatoes. Um, yeah. And I wish I'd now saved more of those limbs because I might have actually been able to salvage more of my garden. Starting to see more tomatoes, starting to see flowers, and since I, the rats stopped fucking eating the plants, they're actually starting to recover. And they had eaten them down and snapped the limbs down to pretty much the base like mm -hmm. there was not much tomato left and it's put out new growth and it's gotten bigger again so maybe all is not lost some of them didn't make it a lot of them i think i lost two completely and that's the one i stuck the the trimming from to see if it would do anything but other than that most of the tomatoes have somehow, some way, managed to keep holding on, and they're recovering. I'm like, good on ya. Let's see where this takes you, and hopefully no more fucking rats will eat the goddamn plants. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a forest! It was so tall! Like, they were taller than me, and there were just bunches of tomatoes everywhere and fucking they came through like little murderous if they'd just eaten the tomatoes i would have been irked but they but, damaged the plants but they they decimated the plants they didn't just nibble a little like they started at the top and they just like kept knocking shit down and then they started eating the base i'm like motherfucker <laughs> it's funny though because like i started with two yams and an onion or three yams and an onion and it's become four yam plants because i cut one yam that was underperforming into two and both ends sprouted so i have two large containers that i'm slowly building up soil because kind of like with potatoes as the stalks go up if you add soil around them they will put out potatoes along those stalks above the soil so you just as it grows up you add more soil so probably by the time it comes harvest like It'll be pretty full of soil, but also be chock full of yams. Like, my onion plant is nearing its harvest time. My ginger, I just... Because, like, the one of the videos was, like, I had some small, relatively shallow planters. And turns out ginger is really close to the soil. Mm -hmm. You don't need to bury it deep. And I was like, well, you know what? Ginger's cheap as hell. It's like $2 a pound. I think I got a couple of nubbins in there. I might go plunk them in the soil and see what they do. And... Like, they've taken their sweet time to actually start poking above the soil, but they are doing stuff. Like, one thing I didn't do is that the a lot of times, apparently, ginger sold in grocery stores has been soaked in, like, a growth retardant. And so you, if you just wash them off mm -hmm. and let them soak in water for a little bit, that kickstarts them. I failed to do that, but they are growing. Like, there is now a green shoot that is above the dirt from one of my ginger like seven of the eight ginger nubs that i planted have shown growth and that was a whole like two dollar experiment kind of like i because i got like a during pandemic i started using the arrow gardens which work overwhelmingly well like i do not lack for fresh herbs they take the fuck off and then they take over um so i've used that now for two years i'll do a round of basil that i then plant in the garden and then come fall when everything has died off i'll pry the roots and shit out of the little plastic basket that it starts in and then i i recycle them i, I put another round of stuff in 
Um, I'll have to see what you're talking about when it says you say an arrow garden because you mentioned that they're really easy to do stuff with, but I'm not sure what you're talking about. We'll have I, to. I'll show you. What, yeah, I, once I we're got done two in my kitchen because it's a little thing, a little box, and it's got a grow light, and you fill it with water and a little bit of Miracle Grow, and these little peat pods that stick down into the water, and you put seeds in them, and then it just becomes a little hydroponics. Okay. Um, Ajax did a little hydroponic thing for a while in his bathroom. Had like four little pods and a light and stuff. I don't know if that's the same thing, but maybe. Uh, I've got a six. Uh, I've got two six pod ones. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. After I have done, you know, I don't know how many uh, rounds of it. I think three or four rounds. Uh, you cannot do six in one. You could maybe do three, and maybe if three is one is like a ground cover, so it goes out instead of up. Hmm. I can do like a basil and a dill and maybe thyme, which kind of goes low and out. But I've done oregano. Oregano took the fuck off. Hmm. Like, it was everywhere. It was growing into the rest of the shelf it sits on. Dill, I have to fight the dill, because once it gets going, it'll grow up and they'll grow past the light. And even if you trim it in the morning, by the afternoon, it's nearly touching the light again. Wow. It loves arrow gardens. (laughs) Basil's about as bad, not quite as bad. Is mint awful? I know mint grows like crazy. I haven't tried it, because I got a a couple buckets of mint outside, Hmm. and I've done... The one that I've struggled with the most is cilantro. Um, I've had awful luck getting cilantro to take off and grow. Oh, maybe you have that gene. Oh, I eat it just fine. <laughs> uh, but everything else is just boom and it takes off. I need to, I cleared them out like two weeks ago. Uh, one of the things that it recommends for cilantro is soaking the seeds overnight before you start it. I did that once and I had a lot better luck, but I keep forgetting to. It's like I have to go to replant and wait, I have to soak the cilantro seeds. Crap, I won't have time tomorrow. I'll just wait. Well, that's been going on. Push it down the road. (laughs) Yeah, so I really need to set up the arrow gardens again because I love having fresh dill. Like, fresh Mm. dill from the store is expensive. I've gotten rosemary from you in the past, and that was really good. That's in the front yard. (laughs) We're we're chuckling over. I don't know if you hear him, Shiva, but one of the cats is like desperately trying to get in the door. Oh, yeah, that's Loki. He he would really like to. I could tell from. He was meowing at the other door, pawing at the other door. Uh, And I've heard him meowing out in the other room because he would really like to come in. So that's the cat Loki version from the multiverse. Yeah, it's just funny because that's exactly what Adam would be doing if he was separated. He just kind of sits at the door and. Speaking of which, you have to say hi to Bo before you leave. I do. He like was very upset. Um, I am assuming he was in the in with Sarah because yeah, he's in the office. When I went out there earlier, I was expecting to get bowled into. <laughs> no, uh, no, I'll make sure to say hi, and then Adam can be like. <gasps> but yeah, this has been the gardening hour with Southpaws because this is obviously something that's very that we all have done somewhat. Well, I, I haven't. But... Well, you, you've got a dog that gardens. You have a dog have, that gardens. I have a dog that's tracked gardening. You, yeah. you know, it's simple. And the but one he made plant a very that nice bought... looking like raised planter bed yeah yeah it looks really nice because it was supposed to be for carrots and they didn't take off so he put flowers in there but it looks really pretty now is that on the back patio or the side patio? back patio yeah right right near the edge of the where the patio is and uh, we've got uh we're tree i don't think we recorded this part we're tree sitting right now yeah so we yep. have uh we have bucks lemon trees Next to the the planter on the back patio there, and Ajax is uh, my dog is 
watering them for him while he's out of town. As long as he doesn't lift his leg, he'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, not not quite like that. Oh yeah, we the the tree around the backyard. We put uh, like that green. You usually see like the orange webbing around like construction sites. Uh-huh. Yeah. We have for some reason it's green that I picked up somewhere, and we've got it like wrapped around the the base of Wayne. Wayne is the name of the tree. We've got Bruce mm-hmm. the not spruce in the front yard. And Wayne in the backyard. Yep. Wayne is Cyan's fault. Bruce is mine. We put that webbing all around the outside of the tree, just starting at like the mulch and like tilting inwards to keep Bo from pissing on it. Oh, because he yeah. will. He pees on all the trees in the backyard, and we don't. We want it to get firmly established. Yeah, before yeah. Bo starts watering it. Yeah. Well, it's like um, I have to make sure that I keep. Adam away from one of our neighbors. Our complex is pretty lax on if you plant like a flower bed or whatever. Right. And so like she has some flowers growing there, but I had to ask to make sure because I make sure to keep Adam away from her stuff because she'd had that jalapeno bush last year that produced a ton of jalapenos, um, but it froze to death. But I was making sure because I didn't want Adam to accidentally run <coughs> off and like piss on some of her herbs she was growing and know there were cosmos but i still He's make sure tasted he... a, a little spicier than yeah, usual <laughs> but basically if you have a spot in your apartment that gets sunlight you can do a little contain little like container garden if you want it sucks because our back patio doesn't get any sun mm-hmm. so and that's way bigger it's like it's, some, some it's like better. 14 feet by five I think mm-hmm. on the backside, but it has like no natural sunlight at all. Man, in LA, that'd be like six thousand dollars a month. Yep, there's some real expensive houses that are like not that big too. <laughs> so, Fuzz, why don't we talk a little bit about now that we've talked about plants, 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 plants? So we're at an hour on mm-hmm. the raw. Um, why don't we talk about the the topic, the title of this episode? Oh, Fuzz, because okay, like, here we are. You know, we give this provocative title. We talk bullshit about our lives in the intervening months. Talk about plants for 30 minutes. And then it's like, Fuzz leaving us hanging. Okay, all right. What's the deal, Fuzz? All right, so there's there's a lot of younger furries that have been posting. And there's one account in particular of people trying to get artists canceled. Um, because they're like, this person drew aged up Sonic porn. They're only 15 in the show or whatever. Or this artist drew incest. And so there's one artist in particular made like a four or five tweet long thread about how he realized that drawing incest was morally wrong and that he'd he'd hurt so many people that had come to him and told him not to do it and so now he wasn't going to draw incest anymore but there's also very overwrought very overwrought uh and there's like a a whole account that i'm not going to name because i can't remember it and i don't want to give them the traffic anyway that just highlights different artists constantly and is like this person needs canceled because they draw a kink that i'm not comfortable with they draw Pokemon. They draw this. They yeah. draw ships I and don't like. I think we've talked about this before, about this this sort of rise of puritanical belief in some of the younger furries in the fandom. Mm-hmm. And it seems to go from teenage to early 20s, 20s for the most part. And occasionally you'll see someone like 30 agreeing with it, but that's kind of rare. And it's like, I don't know, it's just all, you know, somebody theorized that we spent so much time in the 90s and early 2000s trying to sanitize the image of furry for mainstream consumption so that you could say you were a furry and not have people assume that you fucked in fursuit and that was all it was about and that that sort of push went 
overboard. And they're also getting fed a lot of misinformation from right-wingers and TERFs. You know, this also grows out of the whole kink at pride um, discourse. So anyway, yeah, this this artist in particular was because he had drawn incest-related pieces. twice. So that's why I was like, fuck it, we're gonna gonna say incest is, is... is what you need Um, (laughs) not in real life not in real life like these are you know the quote chasing amy fictional characters yeah and i'm just i'm I'm so over worrying about that shit like if i see so here's an example it is up to you to curate your experience like i curate my twitter experience it's fairly well known in the podcast i've talked about it before that yes i'm a furry I don't really like fursuits. And this is like a weird phobia thing. Like, even costume characters at Disney World, I'd get irritated with quickly, and I would try to basically avoid interacting with them. And I'm okay with, like, the fursuit parade comes through the dealer's room because I'm separated from them by my dealer's table, and I'm just wa- and seeing them walking by, and that's fine. I just don't like it when they interact with me. But I also just don't really enjoy looking at fursuits. So, like, on Twitter, I have the hashtag fursuit friday muted because i used to see fursuits all the time on fridays and after i muted that tag and a couple of other fursuit related tags i don't see half as many fursuits on my twitter feed it's actually to the point now that furries can get that shit trending on twitter wow and like they get the twitter intern that has to write the descriptions for all the dumb shit goes up furries are trending because they're talking about they're posting pictures of their fursuits yeah and you know what that's fine i totally understand that a lot of furries probably the majority of furries really dig fucking fursuits and like at least a third of the fandom seems to own one but it's just not something for me and you know it would be unfair for me to get really bent out of shape about that and make a big long post about how awful fursuiters were and that I never wanted to see fursuits and da da da. Or I could just fucking mute fursuit, fursuiting, fursuit Friday, whatever, and then just not see them as often and it doesn't bother me. And I'm saying fucking go to websites that have tags that you can block and block incest, cub, non-con rape bdsm whatever pokemon feral whatever it is you don't like you know don't don't look for that stuff and it's like and the argument was made about i shouldn't have to see anything i don't like accidentally and someone pointed out if you've ever sent anyone the meat spin gif you've sent them porn without them asking for it you know It's like, you know, and I totally understand if you're like a sexual abuse survivor or there was incest in your family or something like that, you should absolutely mute all of those hashtags. Or block the artist that draws it. Or block the artists that draw it. I've blocked and muted people whose works I don't like so that I don't have to see them show up in retweets. Yeah. You know? By the way, if um, if you block an artist, you will sometimes still see them show up in retweets you know, with the little link or something because other people retweet them and you see their name. And, well, not even like an artist. If there's like just a particular dickhead and people are talking about them. If you mute their username, then you don't even see that quote tweet show up anymore. So it's not just blocking that person, like, you know, particular well-known racist furries or something like that. Block them and go in and mute their username. 
And then you don't even see the discourse of people talking about, did you see the new shitty thing that well-known asshole said? Was it shitty? Why, yes, it was. What a shock. And if you just mute them, now you don't even have to get pissed off about it because racist said another racist thing or... Yeah, homophobe like, said another thing or turf's gonna turf or whatever you know like fucking mute jk rowling her username on twitter if you don't want to hear people talking about the latest shitty transphobic thing that she did but it, you are correct that it does stem back from like the kink and pride discourse because yeah. like, we managed to miss the entirety of that month for recording so we never like engage with that topic yeah we podcast. celebrated pride month by just not fucking recording a podcast all month yeah for... it's, it's called self-care sweaty um, <laughs> but like a lot of it boiled down to younger people being like i have seen this thing and it offends me therefore it should not exist and it went everything from pup hoods to leather harnesses to just generic leatherware mm-hmm. and a lot of it was astroturf from either turfs right. or right wingers being like oh gays existing and holding hands is violence to me the tender queer and when I they're w- fake but it's like yeah. that's taking some very weird like i'm not curating my online space and i expect reality to bend to my cure what i want to see right like yeah. if i showed up at a pride event in a leather skirt and a harness with my fat titties out that's me i'm not gonna do that but i could and whether or not you like that doesn't fucking matter because i'm out there doing my shit letting my freak flag fly yeah and if you don't want to see that you're welcome to leave it's pride was a riot it's not about getting acceptance from the straights it's about it literally we're here we're queer deal with it was like the chant back in the days yeah you know and like when it comes to shit in the furry fandom and a lot of it is because we lost the tumblr containment zone but like yeah twitter is you'll occasionally see shit and it's on you to block it rather than you stirring stirring shit against artists who draw stuff you don't like right Because, like, yeah, there's lots of stuff I don't like. Like, I've muted artists on Twitter. I have an extensive blacklist on E621. Yeah. I even, like, one thing I did to better curate my experience on furaffinity.com is that I changed my FA bookmark to go only to my submissions page. Yeah. I never see the front page because looking at the front page of FA is gazing into oh, the Oh, no, abyss. no, don't do that. That's a dark place. We don't go there. Yeah, and so you need to curate your shit online, and that way I don't see random fat fervor or Falco fucking the Twin Towers. I see... Is that an actual picture? There's a lot of buildings getting fucked by Falco Lombardi as a macro. I don't know why it's... Why, yeah, like, why Falco in particular of all characters you know <sighs> never mind i don't want to know i'm just like i'm trying to think it's like look it's kind of like the wonder bread meme where there's this one person who has a fetish of blonde white women buying lots of overpriced wonder bread <laughs> and doing picnics while the environment burns and they have a lot of money and there's people that go what the fuck wonder bread meme and then there's gonna be people listening who go oh that fucker it's because yeah some, i have no it's, clue it's one of those things where <laughs> it's somebody with money has a lot of money to throw at artists and wants a very specific thing drawn yeah. and there are people out there that think falco lombardi fucking buildings is hot to them okay. dragons fucking cars aeromorphs who knows and i'm like, like whatever floats your goat all right yeah and like incest isn't even one of my kinks I don't 
really it's care. Just, it's a super common thing. It, it's just, it's, you know, Amazon tried to crack down on this and boy, they got a backlash because like a lot of the softcore erotica Kindle books are incest. Yeah, it's like, oh, or it's like one of the big popular things on like, well, I don't know if Pornhub had any more, but like it was like implied like stepsister shit. And it's like, look, it's all actors and stuff, but it's it's a weird fantasy that people have. And it really doesn't translate to your life because, you know, incest is hot as long as somebody else's family is the general phrase, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, most people would never do that. But then like in a fictionalized context, some people find that hot. And like there's people that have made very long running series of comics off that. Right. And like there's it's just a thing and it's not furry specific it's across the human spectrum that like some people find this hot and it's like in the grand scheme of things amongst furries <laughs> is actually pretty tame yeah like we're yeah. not talking hard vor here right yeah we're talking about like oh fictionalized siblings fucking <laughs> It's like one end of the spectrum, these two twin foxes are going to fuck. And on the other end of the spectrum, these two twin foxes are going to fuck and then get eaten by Falco Lombardi. <laughs> it's like... Well, because like, what? the okay. ones where it's like the the macro furs stomping on cities is like some people's thing. Or <laughs> I, saw a, uh, I saw a tweet or something today. I think it came up in the show chat about... Someone started reading somebody's, like, stomping fetish story, right? But they were like, but my paws are blessed with the energy of Jesus, so that when I stomp on your character, there's no broken bones, only fluffy cuddles. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, there's a million things out there that both would... Like, the weirdest thing Squick Normies, and, like, I admit that as somebody who came out of 4chan with all the mental scars that that comes with yeah. a lot of shit seems very vanilla to me and so like what strikes me as not safe for work is extremely out of line with like mainstream boring ass humanity oh god i know like there's so much furry art that is technically quote unquote safe for work but if i had it as a wallpaper on my work computer i would get fired yeah and i couldn't be like oh come on her tail is coming up, her, covering up her titties. Or it's like... Be like, no, you're fired. Get the fuck out. Well, like, I have... Uh, Take your Bad Dragon sticker collection and leave. <laughs> I frequently cycle uh, Sampikos' art into my wallpapers on my PC. Right, yeah. And it's... Sampikos really only does primarily pinups. Occasionally they do some fucking... Mm -hmm. But it's, to me, extremely tame. I just really love their art. I need to talk to them about doing a, a Mick all-anal all-the-time portfolio. Then. Didn't they do that? They did a Mick portfolio, but it wasn't all-anal all-the-time. Oh, time. like, because they yeah. did a... But they've done so many anal pictures with Mick that yeah, I'm Mick like, loves we it could up the make butt. a 70-page book with um, just... Because, yeah, yeah. They, they get it a lot. But, like, my current thing is, like, Mick swimming, but yeah. they're naked. Mm -hmm. So you can see your flat chest and her pussy. But that's, it's a really well done piece of art. It's just natural nudity, yeah, man. Yeah, and it just, it, like, this would get me fired if I had an office job. But to me, it's just like, eh, whatever. <coughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, it's... You know, I can have that at my Fur Planet job because the, you know, the boss there, me, yeah, is you, not going to fire me. Yeah, if you email HR at FurPlanet.com, you know, about that 
dastardly fuzzwolf, you're going to get a reply that's la 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 la. I, I, I dare you to set up an HR uh, <laughs> at uh, com just so we can mail it. I swear, I have and had... cattle on you to set to Tyrion. <laughs> I swear, I've had people who write in to complain about something and are being total dicks, and I don't give them the answer that they're looking for. So then they write in to, like the other email address that the shipping information comes from to complain about the person that wrote them from the other email. And I'm like, and I am so tempted to just be like, still me, bitch! You know? like you know, that, That's where it's like, I am the manager. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I have ultimate, I'm like the super Karen. Well, like, <laughs> there was a shit story tweet that Pepper just made that mm-hmm. was like, you know, there's furry businesses and none of them are unionized. Who's going to be the first? Can you unionize for planet with yourself? <laughs> Can the owner be part of the union with yourself? Can you and Tyrion unionize? It's your union of marriage. <laughs> yeah, we're unionized. Okay, the, the there two of you us go. Are, ma- are legally married. Yeah, you know, so you can. <laughs> You can you can reply to Pepper that <laughs> like, um, my my dog male twenty nine wants to unionize. <laughs> like because uh, like, I mean we don't actually have employees. You yeah, know, it's, it's just it's, you. It's, it's me. It's but there are businesses I. that do have like like fursuit manufacturers and like yeah, dragon. and like you know, and hopefully they're not fucking over. Yeah, but it was just one of those you things know? where it's like you could. You could totally give a shit post reply to that. People have actually pointed out that there are unions that several furries of different fields could join. Like, there's a craft, crafters and costume makers union. The independent fursuit makers are eligible to join. Like, there's and, writers, and there's, the writers guild. Like, there's a... Like, literal, actual, like, SAG-AFTRA. Yeah, yeah. And there's also, um, I believe there is a union for illustration professionals that mm-hmm. most of our independent artists and designers would be eligible, eligible to join. And I think that's more about like, if you're a member of the union, then maybe you could get like a group healthcare thing or, yeah. or something like that. Cause I know I'm a member of the uh, independent book publishers association and they have a healthcare benefit and like, I haven't priced it out yet. Cause you have to go through and get a quote and all that stuff. But like, if I didn't have the, the mainstream corporate job and Tyrion didn't have health insurance at his job. You know, I could look into something like that. Hell, the uh, science fiction writers of America recently introduced a, a pharmacy benefit uh, for their members. So, you know, Hey, if you're a, a, a creative, you know, in or out of the fandom, look into some shit like that. Like you may be eligible to join some things and maybe be able to get you like lower than, just going through the ACA level of, of health insurance or other benefits and things like that. Like I know some of those groups were trying to do uh, fundraising things to help people that were impacted, their income was impacted by COVID. So, you know, especially like bookstore owners and stuff like that, because they got hit pretty hard with like stores having to close and stuff like that. You know, and just something I wanted to say is like, if you listen to like this show, like three, four years ago, like I remember we were complaining about what we perceived at the time to be the pup players humping in the lobby at FWA. And I guess they were just like wrestling around yeah. or something like that. <laughs> and I was kind of like, we just fucking did a 180 on the topics though. Cause you were talking yeah. about like unions and stuff. And oh, right. Yeah. Immediately go, Oh, and by the way, pup hoods. So people that make pup hoods can probably join a leather makers union. Okay. <laughs> uh, to, to bring it back around, around again. 
but no, I was going. I was, here, I was. I was. I was flipping all the way back to our our incest is best. Put your sister to the test. Topic. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that like I've totally flipped around and I was like, yeah, they creep me out a little bit, and I think it's because it's a mask. The study, I think they creep me out on the level that fursuiters creep me out. So like, not exactly a huge fan, but my dislike of them has really mellowed a lot. Yeah. In the last few years, and I've just decided, you know, this doesn't fucking affect me, really. And that's the biggest thing. I've decided just to not care. I think also once you start hitting your 40s, you just stop giving a shit about really dumb stuff that I doesn't mean, matter. it is one of those things we are older furries. We are a couple standard deviations from the standard deviance in the furry fandom. <laughs> but... Yeah, like, we have houses and plants and lives and professional jobs to worry about. Like, I don't give a shit what some artist is doing. If I don't like them, I block them. I think yeah. the biggest thing, and I've, I've harped on this before, is that the furry fandom is not a fandom. A furry fandom is little tribes that get along or don't get along, mm -hmm. and it's up to you to make sure your little tribe is one you want to be in. Yeah. And, and so, like, you can't say, oh, I don't like this artist, they can't be part of the fandom anymore. Like, you can't stop somebody from liking anthro characters. It's such a common thing. But, like, you can certainly... Like curate who you f who you hang with and yeah. who you're friends with, and you you know, and I'm not saying do this to artists that draw a kink you don't like, but leave the, artists alone. The really. actual problematic people, the people that are racists and transphobes and far far right hateful bigots and shit like that, you know, you can make it clear that they are not wanted, and like enough people block them or. They start trying to cause trouble with cons and they start being denied space in a dealer's room or they're getting banned from cons or like their their local group just doesn't want them to come to their events anymore. You know, like you can push those people to the outskirts of the fandom and they might and they may not interact much with the quote-unquote fandom very much. I mean, you're not going to stop them from thinking anthro foxes are hot. Because, let's face it, anthro foxes are hot, but... You can push them out of your sphere. You don't have to you have, don't have them... You have to see them. Yeah, you don't have to have them at your convention room party. Because yeah. there's, like, certain people and certain symbols that I know what to look for, that if they show up at a fucking room party, you know... I I can be like get the fuck out of my room. Yeah, you know, it's like this is my party. Your Nazi invited. cosplay is not welcome here. Yeah, you know, it's like boy, that sure is a black sun. Do you think I'm stupid? Or like, yeah, it's like list of list of symbols. Like, oh, you have a unironic snake flag. Uh oh. You know? Yeah, yeah. If if it's Ajax bought a sticker, it's a picture of, of uh, Bobby from King of the Hill it says it's my surplus value I don't know you Yeah, <laughs> on the Gadsden flag background what's nice is that um, I saw some stupid shit and like I want and I wanted to make fun of it and someone someone commented that like libertarians just spend all day covered in piss and I was like that needs to be a Gadsden flag meme so I actually googled 
what font is on the Gadsden flag. <laughs> and this is how detailed I went into it and like tried to recreate it as accurately as possible. And I think I put something like 24 seven covered in piss. <laughs> well, I mean, there's the variance that's like the snake in bondage with, Oh, please tread on me. Yeah. And the or one that says I specifically requested the opposite of this. <laughs> Yeah. I also love the badger one. It's a honey badger with a dead snake in his mouth that says, I tread where I please. Yeah. That's the big deal. It's like, when it comes to Twitter, Twitter fucking sucks. But, like, if you're some 18-year-old, you're probably not listening to this podcast. But, like... You're not old enough. Yeah, this podcast is 30 and up. Sorry. Well, I mean... I'll revise look, that to be 40 and up in 10 years. Our, <laughs> I'm guessing that our listener cohort is of the older range. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Yeah, but when they're still they're still listening to us on first and second gen iPods with the click. They're wheel. just like we've never they've never shut up and I've never un- unfollowed them. It just they never stop. Yeah, we thought they were done, but no. I still record their MP3s to to um, cassette tape and play them in my Buick. Yep. Hey, if somebody does that, that's kind of cool. Actually, yeah, especially if they make like cool case art. But yeah, it's like look, if you don't like it, block the artist. Don't go out and be a fucking weirdo because they draw stuff you don't like. Because I was telling Fuzz, there was an artist who does anime cons and stuff and was Uh works in artist alleys. Yeah. And she was like listed a good dozen horror stories of these people coming up and just being absolute fucking weirdos because she drew fan art of ship art that they like, no, they need to draw these two characters together. This other one is wrong. And like they would steal her shit. Like the they would like steal the display prints and other <laughs> like absolute weirdo behavior. This is wrong. I'm taking this home to masturbate. <laughs> yeah, and like this is stuff that occurs at anime cons. And like, man, if you tried that at a furry con, you get smacked. So- but like it's just one of those things that, like, don't be, like, this is a function of youth. You want things to conform to how you see reality, and that's not the fucking case. But don't be a goddamn weirdo to other people, especially at cons, because they have charms of, I don't know, of the of two characters from Voltron together that you did not like. They were doing Voltron at the time. They had said that people gave them a lot of shit about that, and they gave shit about fucking, like, why aren't you drawing... Shira stuff, and why aren't you doing this? And they ship Apple Dash, but Dash only fucks me. <laughs> well, unfortunately for that person, Apple Dash is canon, bitch. <laughs> those those horses are gay. Yeah. Anyways, you were saying Shiva. Oh, I on Telegram. One of the things that I run still is a chat for chatcats. And we've had this thing recently where people post some kind of art. I don't know exactly. There's something about visors and whatever. There's a couple of the folks in there who are combination of their, their squick by either BDSM stuff or this thing. And they basically people post it and it's like, yuck, 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 yuck. And it's like, just shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And it blew up for the other night, and me and the mm-hmm. other mods are like, okay, guys, we have a don't be a jerk rule. Here's the if you can't say something nice, keep your fucking mouth shut rule. Mm-hmm. You know, and I point out, I'm not into hyper. I am not into hyper at all. Like, that is not my bag. But you fuckers, you post so much hyper stuff because, of course, if you're Herm, you have to, like, hyper shit. <laughs> Gotta have uh, the be a boobapede. Yeah. Uh, or giant dicks that you can surfboard on. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
So that's not my thing. But you guys posted it. A ton of it, like it borderline, not quite squicks me. It was like, ugh. But I keep my mouth shut. I let people post their stuff. I don't make negative comments. And this is my chat. I can set the rules and set the topics. And I keep my mouth shut. And I let you guys post whatever you want, as long as, you know, not real graphic. Well, as like vor or, you know, blood guts, that kind of stuff. And just, we basically had the come to Jesus talk of, if you don't like it, scroll past, keep your mouth shut. You don't need to pipe up with your little two-cent comments. Mm-hmm. Scroll on with your life. Go do something else with it. And then you had the people who came in behind and tried to roll Nazi it. Like, they were arguing with each other with the rules. Like, people who are not mods. Yeah. It's like, blah, 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 blah. It's like, guys, shut up enough we're done mm. and two why are you arguing with each other on what the rules are when i am the one that made the rules yeah it's like you, you're you in my are, backyard you two arguing is not going to change anything when it's me and two other people who are going to interpret the rules how we see fit but long story short you know people cannot help to yuck other people's yums yeah and like this is even i've seen it i saw it today where in the inflatables there's like you know the it, the furries left the big inflatables. And yeah. Dig that stuff. Like, right. There was somebody that was making, oh, this is my first one. How, what do you guys think? And just people were just rude as shit about this weird little cat inflatable they made. And like, look, if you don't like it, don't be a dick about it. Just like, let it's it like, scroll it's by. Not, it's not my thing or. Well, this was an inflatables chat being nasty about some new artist. So it's oh. probably more about the like, that's more. Why why do fursuit makers have knives out for every other fursuit maker kind of thing going yeah. on? But again, it's just like, if you don't like it, even though it's someone's first attempt, don't be a dick about it. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's not violating the rules the rules of the room, like, you know, the Southpaw's chat has rules, like, what's allowed and what's not, and people abide by that. We've curated a pretty decent community. Occasionally people will have a tiff, but, yeah, mm-hmm. but they... 90% of the time it's okay, you know, they, they get along okay, and those that aren't or shown the door but it's a pretty good chat yeah it's just Um, like people post things sometimes and i'm just like "Eh, not my thing but i don't say anything even though i could delete it because some other people like it one i did delete a comment the other day only because it was a comment in response to a big argument that happened hours earlier and i was just like i'm just gonna delete this because i don't want to see this whole thing start up again do not resurrect yeah yeah do not do not zombie the dead horse it has been beaten let it lie in peace (laughs) i love that story of necroprancer you can't beat this dead horse (laughs) we've beaten the dead horse it's now mush yeah. It has evaporated because we have reduced it to its atomic fragments. Stop beating the horse. There is no more horse to beat. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm really tempted to reply to the argument people were having earlier about whether Scottish people are British or not. As you know, like, oh, those are fighting words. I, I, you At know, this point, I, you stop and you should. It's like there's a rule. You go where you have to call for like a rule, right. like fuzz. Let's ask can, the expert. Yeah, let, let's. <laughs> can we get an official ruling on this? We need to call in a judge. Is this <laughs> little hagger, literal haggis, is running through my veins? Oh, you made me so mad. I've turned tartan. 
<laughs> but it's like there comes a point where you should uh, remember that one of the hosts is Scottish, and you should you probably just ask my opinion on yeah. it. <laughs> and my opinion is it's complicated and it depends on the person <laughs> so know? shut up and move on with it's, your lives like, what's the answer it's complicated it, this there's actually so it legit is i was very amused by this there is a whole fucking wikipedia section about how to classify people from the united kingdom like do you say karen gillen is a scottish actress or mm-hmm. Callan Gillen is a British actress. Or Peter Capaldi is a Scottish actor. And and the thing is, and the general rule is that you look and you see how that person has self-identified in the past. And then you identify them, whether they consider themselves British or Scottish or if they live in England, English. You know, um, I know it's even more complicated for the people that live in Northern Ireland because they would consider themselves Irish, and they're at, they actually wouldn't be British because because the island of Great Britain is Wales, England, and Scotland. Mm-hmm. So, in a purely technical sense, Scottish people are also British because we live and on the, the island of Great Britain. But there, are a lot of people equate England and britain and there's a lot of let's say negative feelings um in a good portion of all of the countries that are not england towards the english Mm -hmm. (laughs) because they have conquered or fucked over the welsh irish and scots over the centuries so some scottish people will get very pissed off if you call them british but my mother who was scottish born to Scottish parents in Scotland, also considered herself British. And it, it depends, like, her father... Well, her father was English. So my grandfather was English. It, it, it depends, like, how mixed your family is, how serious you take those divisions within the United Kingdom. And it's very individual. If you, if you say to a Scottish person, oh, you're British, and they say, no, I'm Scottish, then you just respect that and call them Scottish, you know, and and vice versa. Some feel more attached to the, their heritage than others. Yeah, yep. and, and how they perceive their heritage. It's it's a very individual thing. You know, there's, there's literal hundreds of years of thousands wars. of years of history and wars and conquerings from different people all over the place and you know like i've got in my genetics i've got stuff from from the uh norway uh scandinavian area and stuff which probably means that vikings that invaded scotland at some point so i've got some of that ancestry which a lot of scottish people do it's you know it's just There's how, a lot of history in that part of the world it's you know i don't want to equate it to something as important as pronouns but it's sort of like if someone tells you their pronouns respect their pronouns and use their pronouns you Mm -hmm. know if you think someone's british and they say i'm actually scottish then respect respect the fact that they consider themselves scottish i mostly consider myself scottish but i'm not going to tear your head off if you say British, because I kind of followed my mom's line on that, and that's who I grew up with. But anyway, if you happen to listen to this episode a month after a conversation you don't remember happening in the show's Telegram chat, that's my official answer. <laughs> yeah, it's like, look, let 
sleeping topics live yeah but i mean it it is interesting to me like i said wikipedia has an extensive section on how to identify people with wikipedia articles if they're from the uk well (laughs) if you come from the southern u.s everything north of the mason dixie line whatever that is i'm not sure exactly where it is it's some mythological line yeah they're yankee yeah you're from up north if you're from north of the Mason-Dixie line, no one fucking calls themselves Yankees unless they're from New England. Specifically from, like, Mass, like, around Boston mm-hmm. and all that. We, you know, we are goddamn Yankees. Here's here's <laughs> the thing on that, because um, I, I, I grew up in Scotland in the 80s when we had a Navy base there. And um, all Americans are Yanks. Yep. <laughs> not yankees though yanks yanks if if you're if you're a briton all americans are yanks and it's like i'm sorry if you're from tennessee you're a yank and you're going to experience that if you if you visit the uk yeah. um i'm not sure how it is in main mainland europe but, it, yeah. <laughs> i don't know that was it down in oz too i mean yeah u.s yeah. folks are yanks yeah um and i just kind of like it's like you might have met several U.S. people. I don't think that you've ever met well, a like, Yank. <laughs> you've actually met a Yankee. You, you have a one in fifty shot, I guess. Well, it, all New Englanders you know, I are wonder, Yankees, but I wonder specifically if it's because of Yankee Doodle Dandy, because it's it's a very famous song. It's mm-hmm. it's very patriotic American associated with that. But it was mocking when it was, you know. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. Okay. It was meant to mock the, the U.S. and then people just... And I'm I'm guessing that that's where it comes from and it's not really from the New England well, thought it, of it. Uh, well, Boston. Boston. Where, you know, that's yeah. a lot of where that's all associated with is yep. the eastern part of Mass, which is where all that colony was when we decided to be uppity and, you know, traitors you know uh all that so yeah it is the original 13 colonies not so much virginia but specifically the new england ones are yeah usually all kind of lumped together like that yep but also like texans go through all the texan education you know like the alamo and all that stuff when they go through school down here i sat through a lot of revolutionary war uh Oh, I bet, yeah. Because, well, there's a battle site right there. Well, and I, I went to elementary school for several years in Connecticut for three years. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we got some Revolutionary War shit, too. Yeah. And, and then I moved to Mississippi. And Civil War. Yep. We got to learn all about the what War of mean? Northern Aggression. Okay, I was going to say, War of <laughs> Northern Aggression. <laughs> what, uh, and see, if you live in Texas in seventh grade, you get a whole fucking year of propaganda bullshit on the state this whole <coughs> fucking state oh my god i cannot imagine because like until i moved here i yeah so i've lived in several u.s states now and visited a lot of others and until i lived in texas i had never been in a u.s state that was so obsessed with being itself as texas oh yeah like when i turned on the tv down here the first year i lived here it was like the dodge ram texas edition and it's got the big texas shape stamp icon on the side i'm like why the fuck is there a texas like we don't have a fucking florida edition dodge ram it's extra long for the surfboards you know or some shit like whatever we do in florida 
I don't know, everyone thinks we spend time on the beach or at Disney World. Like, do <laughs> other states just, like, plaster their, like, state shape everywhere? Like, uh, Texas fucking loves this Texas shape, because well, it's, like, its I, own thing. Lone Star everything well, everywhere. Well, New Hampshire's pretty up there. They are very live for your die. That's right. Yeah, when you're fuck when it says die on your license plate, I'm like, okay, that's pretty hardcore, New Hampshire. And live free or go that, fuck yourself. It also, that ties back to the Revolutionary War. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that and, like, a bunch of the other stuff up there, I mean, that's been part of the culture up there of that's basically you know fuck off british yeah, yeah but florida's like whole... uh, license plate says ask us about our grandchildren <laughs> <laughs> the whole texas history thing is such a fucking clusterfuck because like texas went independent from mexico because mexico outlawed slavery and then they joined the oh we went independent for the right reasons yeah Jesus like Christ. that's literally why Wow. like, they were like, you can't have slaves anymore. And Texas was like, the hell I can't. Well, and then the other interesting thing I thought uh, that I learned. They ended up joining the Confederacy. Yeah, but the, the, you know, the interesting thing behind that was the governor at the time was Sam Houston, who was fucking revered in Texas. Yeah, and he was like, like, we named Houston after him, right? And he was like, I don't want to join the fucking Confederacy. So they had like a fucking coup and kicked him out of the governorship. Yep. And then got a new governor that was way more pro-slavery and was like, we're going to join the Confederacy now. And then we just recently got Juneteenth made a federal holiday, which, why is that? Because it took two fucking years after the proclamation proclamation before the people in Texas heard. And that was only after, like, the end of the war, I guess. And, like, the dude came in and was like, by the way, the slaves are freed now. And they were like, fucking what? Y'all need to let all these people go. And so, like, it's now a federal holiday, but literally... It's a holiday because of I have to say, they they did that as kind of a clusterfuck this year, let me tell you. Two days before, by the way, we've got a new national holiday. Oh, no one can figure out how to close everything that fast? Well... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like it it was a weird thing to do it so quickly, but it was just like yeah, like a lot of a lot of Texas history is a lot of bullshit and like our fuck ass governor like stepped in and stopped some like dude giving a speech at the Alamo about how like the Alamo defenders were actually kind of bad actually mm-hmm. because it's all in this fucking state's mythology that's like all this bullshit and yeah, they defended the Alamo from those evil Mexicans who we stole this land from. Mm. yeah Mm. Mm. anyways so there is a book uh, i just want to mention this Uh right quick uh because i I haven't read it yet but i've read about it uh is it's put out by deep vellum publishing which is um one of our local literary publishers here and they publish uh, literature and translation and this is a, a historical nonfiction called the great theft and it is the formation of texas written from a Mexican point of view. So it's translated from Spanish. Oh, neat. And I'm like, and I actually gave it to my brother-in-law as a gift because he's really interested in history. And I'm like, so if you, if you want to read about Texas history and how Texas was made from the, from the point of view of the people we stole it from, <laughs> it's called the great theft. So Google that. So yeah, it is now 1018. We should probably wrap it up. We're at an hour 42, and I need to edit this before my weekend gets real busy. Yeah. So we're going to wrap this up for now. Um, hopefully we haven't been too incendiary. Let us know that you've planted some plants or 
like blocked people on Twitter. Planted um, some seeds in your siblings. <laughs> no, don't do that in real life. Only you know, in, in only on Telegram. God. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, you can yell at us at southpawscast at gmail dot com. Are, are you getting taller, or am I just digging this hole? You're digging that hole deeper. deeper fuzz. <laughs> um, the Telegram chat is always busy. I'll send a link in the show notes. We have Patreon that, well, it's very cheap right now because we've not been recording a lot. Yeah, it's like one to four dollars a month, depending. Because we do by episode. Beyond that, you can find me on Twitter at Savin Drake. I post about my garden and post pictures of Adam. Okay, you can find me on Twitter at Fuzzwolf. I'd prefer not to be perceived, much like Savin these days. Yeah. Just follow for Planet and uh, buy some bad, books. bad dog books and and buy some books. Yeah. Planet.com. For Planet.com. Ah. Buy books. Buy books and uh, come to Siesta and, and buy books in person for the first time in 18 months or more. Yeah, wear your mask, please. Do not hiss at me. <laughs> please, please be semi-normal. I mean, that's gonna that's a big ask. That's a big ask. I for mean, furries. it's the furry. Fi- be normal for furries. No, it's a big ask for like a year, after a year and a half of isolation. <laughs> Am I being weird? I'm having trouble controlling the volume of my voice. Yeah, like <laughs> like I feel very lucky as you guys probably do too that i spent this time in a house with other people not living alone yeah but you read about these poor people that live in like a 600 square foot apartment by themselves and it's not safe to go outside and they're slowly going stir crazy that's what the internet's for go play some video games yeah that that probably gets hard after a while i can imagine some people are going to discover some new interesting facial tics, some gender thoughts that they didn't have before, and um, some new kinks that they've discovered yeah. from following canceled artists on Twitter. So, on that note, good night. And bye, books.